It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. Good afternoon, America, and welcome. This is Curtis Lewa and Chris Hahn coming to you live from the greatest city on earth, New York, New York. Give us a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC if you want to be part of the national conversation. I'm Chris Hahn. With me right now, the great Curtis Lee. How you doing, Curtis? Man, you're all red bulled up, man. I'm I, telling you, did you hit that meth pipe? I literally did have a red bull before I came in here <laughs> because I was at a, uh, a U-17 soccer tournament in South Jersey all weekend and got zero sleep wait, 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 at all. You got to explain that because you know I hate that fake, phony, <laughs> fraudulent football they spell with a U. Kickball, kickball. It's American Smash Mouth football. What are you uh, talking about? Let me explain about? something to you. I watched a couple of girls out there today that could have easily be, been recruited to be guardian angels. Uh, the way they were beating <laughs> the crap out of each other down on a turf farm at Tuckahoe Farms Turf Farm down in South Jersey today. My daughter was playing up. I was afraid for her life, but she was out. She actually wound up fouling somebody, which she never does. Uh, and it was a, it was a pretty crazy tournament. I'm exhausted, but I'm looking forward to two hours talking politics with you, man. Well, this is great. You're all wired up. You're ready to go. The whole uh, country's talking about <laughs> babyface uh, Rittenhouse. Yeah, it's now sad. it's the sad. question is: Is he like babyface Nelson, who also came out of the Midwest? People don't realize. Came out of Chicago. Eventually, he hooked up with Dillinger. He killed more FBI agents than anyone. This is the in first the guy you tracked down is Babyface, right? This is back <laughs> in the day when your early days no, of Guardian no, Angels. This, this is no. pre Curtis Sliver. <laughs> okay. But Babyface Nelson, who had a real Babyface, yeah, yeah. and this Babyface, who clearly that was probably one of the attributes for him in the trial, is he really did have a Babyface. Yeah. I, I think it is. Look. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me about it. I've been talking about it on Twitter. Um, I almost went on Fox last night. They actually called me and like, can you come on? I'm like, well, I'm I'm in South Jersey. I'm not in my house. So I, I have a studio in my house. So uh, I'm like, uh, you know, you want to send the truck? And they're like, where are you? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vineland. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I don't know. Ex- I'm like, Jersey. I don't know exactly where Mount Laurel is, but oh that's God. where I am. <laughs> so That's where the truck driver's the new state senator. They got to be <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere close to there. It was, I think I was closer to Philadelphia and AC. I was looking for <laughs> Nucky Thompson while I was down there. But, uh, you know, this is a, a tragic story in a lot of ways. Tragic because of the loss of the three lives or two lives. It's tragic because now this this kid is going to live his life with that guilt of, of that. It's tragic because people are now putting their own thoughts into this verdict and maybe holding the jury system accountable. Well, let me start with the with the trial and the and the jury system. Now I'm an attorney, you know this. And I grew up in believing that it would be better for a hundred guilty people to go free than for one innocent person to be sent to jail. Not on a my. And boy, I, I, that, that I, takes I, place I, in New York I, City I, I, all yeah. the time. And and <laughs> I do believe that Kyle Rittenhouse was guilty. Oh. I, I believe that but for Kyle Rittenhouse's actions, now whether or not he was guilty of homicide, or in New York we call it murder one, or it was reckless endangerment, he was guilty of something because he charged into that crowd with an AR-15 on his back, 
not fully knowing how to use it, not being a responsible gun owner, and he shot two, he shot three people, two of them died. So there should be some accountability for that, I believe. But that said, I also don't believe the prosecution made their case. Mm. And I think that the defense did a better job presenting their case, and the burden of proof, which is a high burden, is on the prosecution. And that's the way it's supposed to be in America. Yeah, now, yeah. now we can argue that maybe everybody should have the same access to defense that Kyle Rittenhouse had. He he Ricky Schroeder and several other the, you know, the My Pillow guy, they all funded this guy's defense. Get, later on we got to talk it, about the Ricky Schroeder thing. I just don't care. Uh, Ricky Schroeder is to I, I me. Don't care. Uh, you know. I thought he was dead. You didn't see the you didn't see the uh the incident when he was yelling at somebody at Costco like 3 months ago. <laughs> I I actually did a whole uh, podcast on it. I call him, you know, we're not going to call male Karens male Karens. We're going to call them Schroeders from now on because he was a complete Karen meltdown at a Costco a couple of years, a, a couple months ago, a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, so so that's that. I do believe that I still have faith in the system because that's what the system's supposed to do. The burden of proof is on the prosecution. Now, that said, what led that kid there, right? Why did that 17-year-old kid believe that he needed to pick up a gun and go to Kenosha, Wisconsin, across state lines to get involved somehow in the protests that were happening there. Now, now, now I, I, I constantly think of this video that was shot of him before he shot those kids. A, a news crew caught up to him or something, a documentarian, and they were asking him questions, what he was doing there. And he said, it is my job to defend this gas station. And I'm like thinking, I'm looking at this kid. He's 17. He looked like he was 14. And I'm thinking to myself, why is it your job? Nobody's paying you to do this. This isn't even your hometown. You're from across state lines. Antioch. Right. Why are you here? Somebody put it in his head. Not somebody. Multiple people put it in his head that you need to pick up a gun. You need to go there. You need to be part of this for whatever reason. Some people want to say it's because... It was mostly African-Americans who were protesting. Some people might say that it's some sort of backward NRA thinking about, I have a gun, I should be in charge. You know, there are multiple theories on it. So when I saw this early on in this process, I, I can't get that image of that kid with that gun. And, and frankly, I hope that this verdict doesn't encourage more people to behave the same way because there'll be more blood in the streets and not everybody's going to get off. And and people are going to die and not everybody who dies is going to be somebody who you might have a case made self de- you know a self defense case against you know the reason why he won in this trial was because he was hit over the head with a skateboard somebody did have a gun and that's not necessarily going to be the case in future situations one of the things you know look you've been a guardian angel for what 40 years 50 years now 42 years right so you've been patrolling the streets of the city you never once had a gun no, and I've been in the middle of riots in L.A., obviously, here last uh, two summers ago, 2020, uh, battling the looters uh, and those that were coming in, just uh, picking picking stuff out of stores right. after they had smashed their way in. You took a bike, a city bike to the head. Yeah. I would have used that in your campaign. I'm still uh, <laughs> suffering the ramifications from that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here you are I on the radio with me. City. You know how you get a fade haircut? I have city bike on yeah. the side of my head. The they brand. should be paying you exactly. for an endorsement. Exactly. Where are you, city bike? <laughs> uh, how about sponsoring the Curtis and Chris show? But now, back <laughs> to the court case because the centerpiece of the court case was the trial judge. And he came under criticism. Right. 
How did you perceive of the job that he did in dealing with both sides, uh, whether fairly or unfairly? So, you know, I clerked in federal court. Uh, I've worked in state courts. The judge should never make it about him, right? It should never be, you should never even have a question about the judge's motivation. You shouldn't even know what the judge's motivation is. You shouldn't know the judge's name. I saw a lot of Lance Ito in this guy. He was a little cratchety. I kept waiting for him to break out clocks. Here's my clock collection. Um, so I, I, I don't like the way he handled the trial. Do I think that he was legally unfair? No, I don't necessarily think that. Again, the burden is on the prosecution. The prosecution is trying to take the defendant's freedom away. Forget about the victims for a second, right? Our trials are not necessarily about the victims. Our entire jurisprudence system is set up to be adversarial and have the burden on the people trying to take away the freedom from the defendant. All right, but your use of the term victim uh, was stripped from the prosecutor's ability I, I know, I understand that. in describing the two who were shot and killed and the one who was shot and injured. I, um, is that really fair? I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, they were victims. Whether you want to say they were victims of a crime, they were victims of a gunshot from a 17-year-old kid. And again, this 17-year, those two people who were shot and killed did not have the benefit of a jury trial. Kyle Rittenhouse, with his 17 years of life experience, was the judge, jury, and executioner in that in that case. And that's not good. That's not what America's about. So, yeah, I think that what Kyle Rittenhouse did deserved to be punished, to discourage other people from doing it. I don't believe that the trial was unduly unfair. I do think that, you know, not allowing them to use victims was a bad decision. But I don't know that that weighed, you know, weighed anything. Again, the burden's on the prosecution. You should, if if it's a toss up on whether or not the judge should be ruling one way or the other, it should always go to the defense. And unfortunately, in America, that doesn't that doesn't always happen. Now, what about that point uh, when it was time to finalize the jury? Since there were twenty total, and they had to get it down to twelve yeah. with eight alternates, this judge uh, has a way of determining who are the actual jurors and who are the alternates. Uh, the accused gets to pick names out of a little canister. Yeah. It's a bad luck. You know, maybe the judge has been doing this for years. Yeah, apparently Maybe that's how he does it. But this was a case with national scrutiny. The other thing (laughs) is, because I've spent a lot of time in Wisconsin going from Madison and Milwaukee to Chicago organizing uh, guardian angel groups. When reading the local papers there in the 80s, it wasn't all that unusual for the accused to actually sit and face cross-examination. So when we looked at Rittenhouse taking cross-examination, right. we said, oh, my God, that's almost never happening. And throughout well, the rest of America, it almost well, never happens. Well, if you're claiming self-defense, you have to get up there and claim it. You have to get up there and explain it. Mm-hmm. you got to say what your mens rea was, what your state of mind was at the moment of this action. You can't just claim self-defense and then not expect to, right, to take questions. The, That's what, we're seeing the, it down in Georgia right now. The the trial, uh, the, the the three men who are accused of killing Ahmad Omri, they have taken the stand because they are saying, well, it was self-defense. We were trying to do a citizen's arrest, which is nonsense. Those guys are going to jail. I've been watching that trial. I would be more than a little shocked if at least two or the three of them oh, didn't I would go also. to jail. I, I think the, the guy who joined them in the end, who filmed it, will probably not go to jail. But I don't think he'll get murdered, but he might get something. Right, but yeah. the father and they're son. They're going to jail. They, they're they going to jail. They should go to jail. They should get the chair, frankly, for what they did. All right. Well, um, well, I thought you're not death penalty. <laughs> I'm not, but sometimes. <laughs> Getting a little emotional here. I did, a, I did a paper in law school about the death penalty. In New York State, it costs more 
to put somebody right, to death. Here so, you I, got an 18-year-old kid on a witness stand. Yeah. And now you're team prosecution. It's a team. Yeah. You got to be licking your chops. I mean, you can't break an 18-year-old kid. And from what I saw, I didn't see the entire cross. They didn't break this kid. They did not. This kid handled it quite well. Now, do you think in advance uh, that they they basically went through this with him, his defense team, over and over and over? He had a multi-million dollar defense. Um, if every defendant in America was given the opportunities for defense attorneys and preparation and trial prep that Kyle Rittenhouse was getting, um, prosecutors would be losing cases all over this country. Because, again, the burden is on them. It is not on the defendant. The defendant is presumed innocent until proven guilty. And I will say this, just because you get a not guilty verdict doesn't mean you're innocent. And I don't think he is innocent. He is not guilty by, uh, you know, determination in this court. But he killed two people. And um, that should weigh on him for the rest of his life. And it's going to follow him around for the rest of his life. And I know that right now that there are some conservative movements that are out there trying to make this kid into a hero. And that, to me, is the ultimate danger in this country all right so we don't want we don't want kids picking up ak-47s every time they see uh an ar-15s every time they see a protest we don't want that you do realize in many parts of our country uh, there are young men and young women who uh carry these kind of weapons especially during hunting yeah sure it's different to go hunting than to go to a to go to a protest and defend the gas station okay putting yourself in a situation look police officers are trained to be in these situations so that they don't overreact. And given the amount of police officers put into these situations over the years, we do, we can point to times where they have, but given the amount of times they've been in it, the amount of overreaction is limited. But I mean, you're going to put that, a 17-year-old kid who's got none of this training in this situation. And frankly, I, I am concerned, my biggest concern for this Kyle Rittenhouse uh, verdict is that there are more kids and some people a little older than Kyle Rittenhouse who are thinking, I need to go do this. Well, now. we forget all all during that summer of 2020, like in Louisville, you had black militias squaring off with white militias. All of them were armed. The only ones who ever got hurt were themselves when they misfired yeah. their weapons I know, I know. into their own calves or their legs. Stone Mountain, Georgia. Remember they had, you had a, a face-off with black militias and white militias, heavily armed. Luckily, nobody fired any shots. Right. So when you think of the um, the number of episodes that could have resulted in really serious gunfire, other than Portland from time to time where there was like a riot every night, yeah. Proud Boys versus Antifa. Not a lot of people getting shot, but there were a lot, no, of, a lot of shots fired. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There was really not all that many people shot by people showing up openly I got bearing it. weapons. I got it. Uh, I just don't want to see it expand. And I also, you know, look, it's very easy to see if this kid was black. Uh, he might not have even made it to trial. So um, let's see what happens. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go to the phone. A lot of people want to talk about this. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris go until 5 today. We were so nice last week. They gave us twice the time this week. Stick around. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. And we're back with Curtis and Chris. 
1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC if you want to be part of the national conversation. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We're here until 5. You know, before I go to the phones, we got a lot of people want to get in on this right now. Throughout this whole ordeal, from the beginning when he, you know, shot those people to the verdict, what was the moment that stands out most for you? Actually, it was none of the video footage of which we had massive amounts, including the drone, so we could see over it side by side. Not during the entire trial process or even his exoneration by the jury. It was at that point that the pillow guy and Ricky Schroeder put up the two million to spring him. And I said, wow, he's a lucky guy. So he gets to go home to Antioch with his mom and his uh, sisters. And then the next thing we see on NBC is footage of him and his mom taking him to Pudgies, this beer dive outside of Racine. And let me tell you, it was like a hillbilly heaven there. Uh, they got the old style, you know, logo outside, old Milwaukee, the cheapest beer that's ever been brewed. It eats your stomach out. Back in the SUNY Albany days, I would get, a, I think, a case for like three ninety nine. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. the worst. So, you know, it's a dive. And he's in there and he's knocking him back because in Wisconsin, as long as a parent is there, you could be drinking at 17. Wow. He's knocking him back. They're all photobombing him. And I'm saying, I said, what kind of mother are you taking him to a gin joint like that? There could have been a fight breaking out any second. And then apparently some guys are singing a Proud Boy song and they're making certain hand symbols, you know, like a gang member would, although they claim it's a Proud Boy white, symbol. It's white supremacy. I know, but what the hell are you doing in that gin joint? Amazing that that didn't really come up in the trial because that it kind of reminds me of uh, the guy, uh, Donald, not Nanis, who's the guy who, who strangled the woman in the park back in the 80s? Oh, Chambers, Robert yeah, Chambers. Yeah, Robert Chambers. And then the video comes out of him you know, making right. fun of it. That's right. And On current that, affair. Yeah, and that's kind of why he went to jail. He probably would have gotten off. That's right. Uh, had he not uh, not done that. So crazy. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let's see. Let me, do, uh, let me get Gail in White Plains. Gail, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Hi, I called last night about this. I mean, please, let's not turn this into a joker. I mean, little rhymes about it. I was just absolutely stunned. On one of those uh, grown films, you can see this kid, if you want to call him that, chasing someone down, one of two people he killed. But you know all about his past history. Now, here's this kid sitting up there blubbering with no water coming in up, out of his eyes. I can't believe that he got he wasn't charged on anything. Well, he was charged. The jury found him innocent on five separate charges, all of them very serious, I might add. Yeah. I mean, he he was found not guilty and he was charged. And I think there probably will be some civil suits. There'll be there could be a civil rights case made against him. Who knows what happens next? But this is this kid's life now. He's yeah, 17. But, well, wouldn't you have to acknowledge that the FBI did a deep dive of all of his social networking? Wouldn't you have been I, you had to be surprised that there were like no connections to no. militias or white I, supremacist I, organization. I was what, surprised. Almost nothing. Yeah, I, I was surprised. It was Blue Lives Matter. You want to be a police cadet, things like that. Yeah. And they had access to all the social networks. Well, now Matt Gates wants to make him an intern. I would run if I was Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> you think that riot was dangerous? one 800 848 Well... Matt Gates, you know, <laughs> children. one 800 wabc Let me go to the Irishman in the Bronx. How you doing? 
Hi, good afternoon, guys. I'm a retired NYPD detective. Uh, what people are missing in this case is that prosecutors have absolute absolute immunity from prosecution, particularly in re- relation to uh, withholding exculpatory evidence. A classic example can be found at twistedjustice at cnn.com. I, you know, I knew I shouldn't have picked up on him because that Irishman movie was horrible. Well, you know, and he, he was a horrible caller. He's got this penchant against <laughs> uh, Judge Janine Pirro, who, by the way, opened up Saturday Night Live last night. I again. bet you, she, I, you know, I, I know Janine Pirro pretty well. We've done a lot of TV together. Love her. Uh, I know she loved it. I don't, I didn't see it because I was down in South Jersey. Oh, it was great, and passed out at ten o'clock. The, the, but uh, the female uh, actress on SNL who plays her, Cecily Strong, did great. an outstanding job. And yet Janine today on her show, after Rudy, from 11 to 12, I don't even think she mentioned it. I couldn't listen to the whole thing, but I would have thought, I, I wow, guarantee it was worthy you, of a I, mention. I guarantee you she liked it. And I feel like the conservative world won't allow her to admit it. Because uh, I, I have other friends who have been parodied on Saturday Night Live, uh, friends of mine from Fox, who have told me directly how much they love it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it was good. I would have loved it. It was a good presentation. They, they, have they ever done a Curtis Slewa parody? Uh, there have been quite a few. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you <laughs> loved it. I'm sure you loved it. Well, every actually, the first one was Eddie Murphy way back in the beginning. Did Eddie Murphy did a parody? Eddie Murphy did a, um, I wouldn't say it was a me so much, but of a guardian angel. There dressed you go. in complete guardian angel garb at the very beginning of Saturday Night Live. I got to check that out. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 let me go to Dave in Westchester. Dave, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right, Chris. I don't really know you. Uh, I just called to uh, speak to Curtis, really, um, about this situation you guys are talking about with uh, thanks, thanks, Dave, you know, with Rittenhouse. <laughs> yes, um, Curtis. Parla de entrambi ilati della boca. Go what? on your own, Curtis. This guy's dead weight, trying to stir up mud. Wait, 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 wait. We're not going on our own. He gave a very good opening series of remarks about his observations. He's been involved in the criminal justice system. He is a liar for hire, like so many, I mean, a lawyer, like so many of them out there. Even my wife is a lawyer. I mean, you know, I mean it's, it's, it's I, not a mark against you. I mean, you know, look, Dave, I, I don't agree with you either. Uh, but you don't hear me calling up, you know, the Department of Sanitation and telling them to fire you. And he was using I, I uh, a little Italian language yeah. so that you wouldn't understand I'm, what he was I'm saying. I'm as Italian as you are. Yeah, I know, but you didn't grow up really <laughs> no, I, in an Italian-speaking household. No, I, household. I did not. I did you not. could tell that. My grandma, Filippasso, didn't speak English, but I didn't speak Italian. Filippasso. Filippasso. Uh, from which part of Italy was Casa he? de Gala, Sicily, baby. Oh, Casa de Gala, Siciliano, Sicily, Siciliano, a cheech. Hey, hey, hey. I know what you're talking about there. one 800 wabc Let me go to Andrew in Stanhope. Andrew, how you doing? Molte bueno. My grandmother was from Calabria. That's where the best looking Italians of all come from. Can I tell you something? And, uh, I went to Italy uh, two years ago. You will never find a more beautiful group of people than Italians. And I think it's because Italy is like the crossroads of the world. Like every place in the Mediterranean from, they've just all came to Italy. And right. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, the location near Africa, the Mediterranean. Yep. You definitely got to go north. You have the northern European. Yep. But I just want to say, um, I... Admit I agree with Han, so I disagree with the last guy, but when you're right, you're right. The Curtis showed the way. I was a young, handsome guy in the 80s, and I saw you on TV. You showed you don't use weapons, the guardian angels, 
You don't go in there. The weapon could not only what happened, but it could be taken from you. They probably wanted to take that prize rifle from him. And I think that is you. You don't go in there with weapons. He shouldn't have been there. But what's the deal with the mayor, the governor, in the city nearest me, Newark, ever since the riots way back in the 60s, that never would have happened. Even St. Patrick's Day Parade, there's police. Yeah, well, well police uh, on give you an idea on that, Andrew. You're talking about Newark. And at that time, they were slow to counteract uh, the rioting. And a guy named Tony Imperiali, who was called a vigilante, put together the uh, North Ward Citizens Association, and they formed a line. They formed a line. They had all kinds of weapons, including guns. They did not let the rioters go through Bloomfield Avenue because they would have burned down the stores. Uh, They would have caused all kinds of problems. It's what you do when law enforcement is not there. And you see, I think when we look at Kenosha— they were not very astute when Jacob Blake, remember, that's the African-American guy in the domestic situation, gets shot seven times while in the reaching back. into the car. Yeah. Right? A- after what had transpired all that summer uh, since uh, Floyd had been killed in the streets of South Minneapolis by the police, not to think that, wow, things are going to be quiet in Kenosha. There were gatherings that night. There was a riot the night after. And then, obviously, the night after that is when yeah. uh, uh, Rittenhouse showed up with others with guns. Crazy. one 800 wabc Steve, you're on the air with Curtis Sliwa and Chris Hahn. How you doing, Steve? All right. How many free shots do you get before self-defense kicks in? And, Han, you are a political and a social moron. <laughs> Curtis, unfortunately, is showing his anti-white streak with this kid Rittenhouse. You know why? The jury saw this case the way it was. Han, you should have been one of the prosecutors. You would have fit right in. And you know what? The evidence is there. The video is there. Everyone's seen what happened. It was totally self-defense that took place. You, on the opposite end, would have loved to see this kid get the you-know-what kicked out of him. That would have been satisfying to you. Now. You know what? I'm a peace guy. I do not want to see people hurt. I wouldn't want to see Kyle Rittenhouse hurt. And quite frankly, I think what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse hurt Kyle Rittenhouse. And I feel that there are adults that should be held accountable for some of the actions of Kyle Rittenhouse, frankly. His mother, other people who may have gotten him that weapon, brought him there, encouraged him to be there. You know, we never really got into that. And if I was prosecuting this case, I would be like wondering, who told you to go stand at that gas station? Why aren't they on trial? Because so many people have made the mistake of thinking that his mother drove him as if he were a mamaluke from Antioch. Right. uh, Across the Illinois uh, border into Wisconsin to uh, Kenosha. She did not. She was working for like 12 hours that day as a home health care aide. He went himself. He was a lifeguard in Kenosha. He had an 18-year-old friend who had bought this rifle, given it to him. Now, that's the partial yeah. portion that's illegal. He didn't buy the gun himself. His 18-year-old friend legally his 18-year-old purchased old the gun. His 18-year-old friend bought it for him with yes. his money. Right. And he admitted to that on the stand. Right. And I'm surprised that the weapons charges just were thrown out. Well, because it's really the 18-year-old yeah. who is culpable. I wonder if he's going to get... Tried. No, not because of the outcome of this case. I have a feeling that's going to fall right through the cracks. I don't know. What that it, would be a misdemeanor, though. It would be. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. I'll take one more call before I go to the break. Let me go to, let's see who's been holding on. Let me go to Billy in Marlborough. Billy. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you? We're doing good, Billy. Good. Uh, take 
from a former prosecutor's point of view, I was a prosecutor for about four and a half, five years in upstate New York, but not too far outside the city, and now a defense attorney for the last 17, 18 years. This was a clear cut of self-defense. Well, I think we lo- prosecution, very sloppy prosecution. On we're losing him. We're losing him. Call- we're losing you. Your phone line connection is is bad. Why don't you call back one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two? You know, what- I, I, everyone you're talking about sloppy prosecution. I don't think that they had any other means of extracting information. The problem they had was, remember, you have the first guy who was shot and killed. Clearly, he had mental issues. He had been been, been released from a Milwaukee right. high, uh, hospital that almost that same day joined his girlfriend in Kenosha. He was obviously out of his mind. The second guy, right, that's the guy with the skateboard. He had hit him. All right, so he ended up getting shot. Right. But the third guy admitted on the stand that he had aimed his pistol at him. Well, the third guy was self-defense. Right, and but he didn't, Rittenhouse he didn't kill that guy. Right, got him. The guy he hit, the skateboard guy, to me, was the reckless use of the gun. That's Uber. Uber. Yeah, I mean, he hit him with a skateboard. Somebody hits you with a city bike, and then you pull out a gun and shoot them. That is unreasonable force and i think in remembering the video somebody else hit him with like a spinning hook kick he fired two shots didn't hit anybody yeah i believe yeah i, I stand to be corrected there is, on there, that. there's a lot of there there 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-WABC it's the left versus the right in the right corner it's heavyweight king curtis lewa in the left corner it's liberal activist christopher hahn it's a 77 wabc Debate heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC 1-800-848-9222 that's 1-800-848-WABC Curtis Lee with Chris on with you till five o'clock Curtis will be back at nine on his what are you going like nine to one nine to one before the other side of midnight Frank Morano Frankie yo Frankie well, that's good, man. Uh, you're you're going to have a long night here. I, I hope I'm, I'm getting you off to a good start here, trying to carry some of the weather for oh, you. Absolutely. <laughs> also, uh, we're going to be discussing the, uh, the FDA said that they cannot release any documents for 50 years on the vaccines. What? For 50 years. Oh, that's going to be an interesting show. I'm you to, you, I'm you should check in. into that, the, in. the legality This must have happened while I was at that soccer No, actually, it was John Katsimatidis who cued me up on that, and I said I would definitely uh, devote an aspect that of the program no to That makes no sense to me. It should be released immediately. one 800 Let me go to William in Amboy, New Jersey. William, you're on with Curtis and Chris. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great show. It's great to hear Curtis's voice again. But the point that I really want to bring to you guys is like, what in God's name was that kid going to a riot with a loaded weapon with, you know, what did he think? He was not going to be able to shoot it or something. Give me a break. And then he's going to celebrate after this is over. I was seeing him smiling in the back of his car and give me a break, man. You know, that guy should do something positive with his life. You know, never mind this celebration. Curtis, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, he was sitting in the back of the car because remember, as soon as the verdict was announced, he collapsed, he cried obviously said goodbye and he was gone he was in the back of that car and they they did a preview of i guess what will be a long interview with tucker carlson on fox on monday night but you're right he he was smiling that was not a good look a good optical look but why was he there i'll tell you i remember in the middle of the rodney king riots in la remember that i do 
Some Koreans did not have weapons, and their stores got burned down. Others did have weapons, and they fired it in the air. Nobody came around their store. The reason this happened is there were no police. There were no county sheriff. There were no state troopers. There were no National Guard yet. There they was should total have been, anarchy. They should have been prepared in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Absolutely. for what was happening, given what had happened all summer. Here, even here in New York. They, you know, they, was, was, they were so short on law enforcement. And the other thing, tactically, everybody had gathered downtown where the courthouse is. Right. So they had both sides downtown. So some brilliant deputy do-dog decided, let's break them up and push them out to yeah. the outer parts of Kenosha. And then they lost control of it. Right. If they would have just kept them in the center part of town, they they would have had more control. one 800 Leo in Manhattan. You're on with Curtis and Chris. Leo. Yeah, hi, guys. I don't know where to start. I disagree with so many things, but I want to say one thing. If you open the show, after all the facts are known, and you keep saying that he crossed borderline with a weapon, it's total nonsense, because number one, the weapon was already in that state, and number two, this kid works in that town, his father have a business there, his father lives there, and he was he was traveling three times a week on every any given week. No riot. He was traveling through the borderline. So to say that after after all these facts are known for a long time is just ignorant. Well, I give a pass to his uh, father who did not take him to Pudgy's when he got yeah. released on bail, but his mother who did. I I, I, I cannot get that out of my mind. With old style banners on the outside, right, Old Milwaukee, yeah. which means it's a cheap gin mill. The mother well, takes him there. Maybe Old Milwaukee's a little better in Wisconsin. Like, maybe by the time it man, makes it here man, to New York. It it's, is so low budget. I mean, I don't That's know, That's a dive. I don't understand. You would have thought the mother would have said, no, you're staying home. You, you go back into your room. You are you not go play going Call anywhere. of Duty like you You're like your public life. enemy number one. Or people are going to try to take advantage of <laughs> you in a gin mill. It's insane. one 800 Let me go to Judy in Brooklyn. Judy. Judith. Hey, I'm getting very emotionally triggered, okay? And I think, Curtis, you're afraid of Chris or something. I don't know what's going on over here. But I can tell you what I know, okay? And I've been following the case, okay? And by the way, I have to remind you guys, over 40 innocent people, black and white, were murdered by these riots, okay? So it wasn't like these peaceful little riots over here. People were murdered, innocent people. So let's get through that head. But let's go to the facts. Not, not, let's go to the facts, okay? Not fiction. Yes, his father lived in Kenosha. He had friends. He had jobs. That morning, he was actually cleaning graffiti for two hours. He's a very good kid. He brought along a first aid kit. The rifle was a legal rifle. Can't argue with that. No argument. That rifle was locked up in Wisconsin. He didn't bring it over, Chris, like you made it sound. And he was able to go cross lines because his father lives there. He's got jobs or whatever. Plus, you know something? This Rosenbaum. This Rosenbaum. Uh, is a repeat rapist, child uh, rapist, nine, ten year old, eleven year old. I, I mean, we look. You're talking about the victim who was shot. Um, I get it. There are definitely circumstances you got to look at the totality of the case. And, and if you listen to my opening statement here, you know I'm going to respect the jury's decision. I believe in the rule of law that it's better for a hundred guilty people I, to I, go I, free I, than I for think, one to go to jail. That first off, uh, Rittenhouse I mean, didn't know. That Rosenbaum had this record. He didn't know anything about the people that were chasing him or that he stopped and fired at. He knew nothing about their backgrounds at all. And secondarily, I think we can all acknowledge a 17-year-old kid should not be in the streets while a a riot is going uh, on with an AR-15 rifle in his hand. It's just not 
Right. But they see the the, the onus is on government for I, not providing I, the I, public safety I that agree. was required. I agree. I agree with you fully that it, the onus is on the government to make sure that those streets are controlled. And they had plenty of knowledge of what had been going on all summer. The summer, look, the summer of COVID with these with the, the Floyd protests and then the Kenosha protests that were getting out of hand. Well, remember well before known. that, there was Louisville. Right. Uh, the Breonna case. There was there was Brianna, so, Brianna right, Taylor, Brianna, yeah. I'm sorry. There was so many different cases. You would have thought the moment that they realized Jacob Blake is shot seven times right. in the back. They're not adjudicating it at that moment. They're saying, uh-oh, white cop shoots Jacob Blake in the back seven times. We're going to have a riot here. Yeah, because got- it's not Kenosha, only 150,000. People came from Chicago. They came from Madison. They came from Milwaukee. Most of those people there, including the militia people or the people who are armed to protect the property, were not from Kenosha. People started flooding in there. It's it's scary. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Kathy in Smithtown. You're on with Curtis and Chris. How are you doing, Kathy? Yes, good afternoon. Um, you two, I totally agree with Judy. You two are making me mad. And she's right, Curtis, what the hell happened to you? In this country, you're allowed to go from state to state. I didn't know that that was a big thing now, crossing state lines. Only if you come over the border, doesn't nobody say anything? Is it only... So, uh, so Kathy, let me ask you a question. It, was it right for Black Lives Matter to come in from Milwaukee, Madison, and Chicago, uh, burning and desecrating property and vandalizing property? Is that okay, Kathy? No, that's not all. All right, so I'm saying it's a matter that dealt with Kenosha. It should have been dealt with by people in Kenosha, people, not outside. People got to be consistent. You know, I'm sorry. I get a lot of flack from my progressive friends, too, for saying, hey, this is the system. The prosecutor's got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this kid was not acting in self-defense. They, they did not do that. They lost this case fairly. And I get a lot of flack for that because I'm consistent because I have always felt that the burden is on the – I felt it is the truth in the system. That for far too long and far too many times, the prosecution gets the benefit of the doubt. I like it when I see a strong defense being mounted in a criminal trial. It's consistent. I don't like the outcome here. I wanted to see justice be served on Kyle Rittenhouse to deter other people from taking guns and going to protests, especially teenage boys. In fact, I remember – Back in your neck of the woods, Long Island, I'm trying to connect the dots now, but the smile concussion is preventing me from doing that. <laughs> there was a, um, a black man with his family, and a white gang was outside. Not an organized gang, but uh, who I think wanted to come for his son. And he warned them, back off, back off, back off. And then I think he shot one. It was a major case, I right. think, out in Suffolk County. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to remember I it. think he was found guilty, but I think it was no time, sir. But, y- you know... I've got to connect the dots on that because it was not in the middle of a riot. Right. But By the way, self-defense he's case. at his house, too. Right. Castle Doctrine. Right. right. It, it, he's at his house. And quite frankly, if he was a white man and it was a black group outside his house, would not have been found guilty. Let's be clear. If Kyle Rittenhouse was an African-American teenager, he wouldn't have made it out of Kenosha alive that night with that rifle over his back. The, the image of Kyle Rittenhouse trying to surrender well, to police His officers. problem was this. Kyle was by himself. If you notice, the other people with guns were all together. That's what militias do. They don't go out all right. They go out in groups. Kyle was a, really, he was a one-man band. 
He wasn't affiliated with Mitt Lachey. We think. We think. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to... Uh, let me go to Nick in Manhattan. Nick. What's up, guys? Great. Uh, you're a great combination. Uh, Curtis, you ran a great campaign. Congratulations. Uh, good to have you back on the radio. Chris, you. When you say when you say that if this was a black kid, he wouldn't have gotten off, it's irresponsible to say something like that. You're on a radio station. Uh, everyone who say all these ju- quote unquote journalists who are saying it are all irresponsible. This is the type of stuff that continues to divide well, us as a nation. When- Nick, uh, respectfully, I am not a journalist. Uh, I am giving you my opinion, and not only do I think would he not have gotten off, I do not believe he would have made it to trial. I believe he would have been shot that night. That's what I believe. You, you said you respect the decision of the jury. I do. You said you do. You said you the prosecution lost this case. They did. Correct. They did. So the judicial process would have been the same. Everything would have been the same. But you're saying that if it was a black kid, he wouldn't have gotten off. Look, Nick, it is impossible to ignore that juries are harder on African-American men than anybody else in this country. It is harder to ignore that. It is also hard to ignore that. African-Americans in this same situation, look at the look at the, the protest that was going on. The cops shot that man because they thought he might have a gun or some sort of weapon in his car. A knife, a knife. In now, the now imagine this was an African-American kid, shots fired. Cops are responding to shots fired, and he's walking around with an AR-15. I, I'm sorry. I don't think that kid makes it out alive. What's the over-under point spread on that? I mean, you seem pretty sure of yourself. I would say 80-20. That's what I would think. In that situation, shots fired, cops responding to shots fired, African-American kid walking around with an AR-15. If he was there helping the cops? How do the cops know he's helping them? What? They kind of get an idea. So the cops felt that he was helping. Why did they think that Kyle Rittenhouse was helping them? And maybe if the Black Panthers were out there with their guns, what would they do? Well, they tried that years ago, the Black Panthers. Right, right, right. Back then, conservatives were for gun control because they didn't want the Black Panthers carrying guns. where George Floyd got killed, they had a memorial protected by African Americans with guns. At the gas station, remember, in Atlanta, where the child was killed, there were African Americans there with guns. It's dependent on who has the guns, I it's not the color. I, I got to tell you something. I hate guns. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station. 77 WABC. 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-WABC Curtis and Chris with you till 5 o'clock Then Curtis comes back at 9 I guess stays till 1 and turns it over to Frank Morano. Frank Morano. You turn it over to next week And I think you and I are going to be doing some time on Thanksgiving And yeah, well, uh, the day after we'll a do a little problem, morning Thanksgiving show Thanksgiving morning The boys are out to sit and burning So they want you and I to sit there for them But you're such a Maytag <laughs> He's got it cooked Swanson TV dinners in his household. You know, Curtis, maybe you could get divorced five times, but I can't, okay? <laughs> I don't want to get divorced, but Jules. You do gotta, I, I call you you Jules. My the, wife comes back, sees me doing things, doing gangsta things. I'm going to get divorced, Jules, and I don't want to get divorced.
four put stools. Put the apron on <laughs> and the big mittens. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Cook I got 25 people coming over. I'm married to one of the waspiest women on earth. Oh, I've got to cook. You're okay? married to a I'm wasp? an Italian. Oh, my <laughs> God. Now I understand. Okay, that's all you had to say. That's, uh, that's what that's I'm talking about. one 800 848 she doesn't just want to order out? We oh, try, no, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, Jewish. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, she look, would we're, do. We're going to order. Why do you uh, think God invented takeout food, right? Why? For a woman who could not cook. <laughs> I enjoy cooking, man. I do. one 800 Let me go to Bill in East Meadow. Bill, how you doing? Doing good. How are you guys? We're doing okay. Listen, as a retired law enforcement officer, the jury has spoken. We have to... Applied by the jury for the politicians to come out and make ridiculous statements against the jury and their verdict is counterproductive to our Constitution. I mean, you guys, you guys realize that, and we should take the politicians to task for all this. Well, I agree that we got to abide by the jury decision, but that doesn't mean we got to like it. And in America, we have a First Amendment right to free speech. Otherwise, what would Curtis and I be doing all day? Uh, you know, and, and sometimes you're going to disagree. I don't always agree with the jury verdict, but I do respect it. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. But they turn this into a political event. Wasn't a political event in the beginning. It's not like people came out there and showed their politics. I think what happened is once it got involved in the criminal justice system, you saw there were people who didn't want to just look at what happened in the court case. And as you analyzed it, the prosecutors, the right, defense right. and that, they said, no, no. If I'm a Democrat, I have to be opposed to this. If I'm a Republican, I have to be for it. I've taken the attitude he's not a hero, but he's not a heel. And what I saw in the case, if I was sitting in the jury, I would have come to the same conclusion. I mean, the video doesn't lie. If you watch all the video, remember, we've had more video in this case. People's personal cell phones, the drone. You got to see it from every angle. It's kind of difficult to have come to a different conclusion. It is difficult to come to the conclusion that he committed first-degree murder. But recklessness, you know, I think he should have gotten Yeah, but you see the prosecutors, they went for the whole enchilada. They, well, they no, they had the lesser-included offenses. I in know, there. but you know what happens. I know what happens. And the, and the court, the jury just said, hey, we're going to let this kid go. That's what happened. one 800 Let me go to Ann in Staten Island. Ann. Yes, um, this is for Curtis first. Curtis, I'm a little disappointed in you. I gave to your campaign. I'm one that really wanted you to win, and I'm very disappointed. I hope you're feeling better. I don't know why Mr. Katsimatidis put on this pawn with you. You are a disgrace baiting a race war in New York. There's enough aggravation. Well, I am not baiting a race no, war. No, he's not baiting a race uh, war. I am not doing that at all. I don't want any war. Uh, I don't think I'm a disgrace either. I mean, I, I hope I'm not a disgrace, Curtis. I mean, no, no, no. You're my mom disgrace. seems to like me. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> if Chris Hahn were able to bait a race war, there might be three people who show up at the Barclays Center tonight, yeah. and those will be frustrated uh, net fans as opposed to demonstrators. Chris is not going to be triggering off any race yeah, war. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody's following me into a race war. <laughs> no. I, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not as white as my wife, but I'm pretty. Yeah, and not white. only that, you are an attorney. You've yeah. dealt uh, in the criminal justice system. You worked uh, what at the Queens District Attorney's Office? I did. Office. I, well, I was an intern there, and I had a special right, appointment. But while at I was at in least lawsuit. you were involved in yeah. the process in that respect, and you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, look throughout America, people have different opinions on this case. 
a lot of times it's not even based on what went on in the case. It's based on people's political ideology. Uh, absolutely. And I, that's the problem with everything in this country right now, Curtis. We all come to it through our political lens. And it distorts the truth, frankly. It distorts us being able to see the entire vision. And I, again, I, I've said this today on this show. Progressives who normally want to see a strong defense for people who are being accused of crimes in court should be happy that this kid had it. Now, we want to expand those, that strong defense to all defendants and have that, you know, that, the ability to really put the system to work the way it's supposed to work. Well, remember, you saw that in the Trayvon Martin case, uh, someone wanted to make a hero of that total nut job, that self-appointed vigilante who ended up shooting him yeah. because of the dispute he got into him because he was the self-appointed guardian right. of this uh, cul-de-sac. Th- that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and look at all the problems he ended up getting Huge in over problems, the problems, and everybody was like praising him back then. And hey, look, we'll see what happens in Georgia, but I don't think, I don't find people going out there and praising those two, you know, people who chased down Ahmaud Arbery. No, and no, killed them. have to, but you never know what goes on in the minds of jurors, the deliberations. I'm only hoping that somebody will sort of write what actually transpired in the jury room. Oh, I'm sure with they these will. Jurors, I'm sure they uh, will in Kenosha. I'm sure they will. Well, we got a lot of other things to talk about. When we come back on the other side of this next break, we're going to talk a little bit about build back better because America needs to build back better. I'm just asking, where's the money? Well. I'll show, show you me the money. The money I'll show it. you the money. I'll show you the money. We'll show, we'll talk about the money. one 800 848 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station, 77 WABC. Curtis and Christopher Hahn with you till 5 o'clock, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC if you want to be part of the national conversation. Like I said, we're here till 5, then Curtis comes back at 9 and takes you all the way to 1 o'clock in the morning. Curtis, let's talk about the House of Representatives passing the Build Back Better Act. I'm excited. You should be excited. Um, I want you to have vision and and dental included in your Medicare plan. I think that's very important well, for I am, older uh, Americans I to have that. I am available to uh, tap into Medicare. So vision, which I need. Dental, wow, I really need that. You, you what, do. What about hair replacement? That's that's not it. That's uh, something you could I, use, I, too. I, I, look, man, I enjoy being bald, okay? It's it's very efficient. No, it's not you enjoy it. You have no choice. It's efficient. No, I, I think, frankly, I would just shave my head if I had hair right now. Oh. Quite frankly, I don't want... Look, if I had a full head of hair, you wouldn't even know me. I'd be so famous right now. I'd be like the evening news anchor, right? I don't want that in my life. I like having this nice, so modest it's like life I have. me without a red beret on my head. Yeah. Nobody would know who Nobody I am. would know who I am anymore. My middle son, the other day, I was walking around with him. He's showing me architecture because he wants to be an architect. And naturally, people are stopping because I have the red beret. So I'm okay, Carter, I'll just take the beret off. Nobody knew who I was. Right. That's why I wear a hat. He goes, I like you better that way, Dad. I wear a baseball hat when I'm with my kid. Nobody recognizes me. <laughs> like, who is that? Who is you that? would you should be very happy that some people don't recognize you, Chris Hahn. Because they'd be running you uh, out of I, I gotta tell you, I mean, those are these people calling me a disgrace. I have people from Fox News, they recognize me all the time. They are nothing but nice I to know, me. But they're colleagues. No, I'm talking about people on the street. I get recognized all the time. 
When I'm not wearing a baseball hat. What are you in Greenwich Village? No, in Greenwich Village? No, usually well, when yeah, I like, love you. When I, when I was in Tennessee, people were coming up to me on the Yeehaw! street. Like, Get Chris Hall, what are you doing in Tennessee? Get the rope. <laughs> it's Chris Hall. <laughs> so, Curtis, you know, I am happy that this is going forward, this Build Back Better Act. One, $1.2 trillion is going to go to the Senate. Uh, it does a lot of things for a lot of people. Uh, child care. Um, we're talking about paid family leave in there. Some other things, Wi-Fi, other other issues. This is in addition to what we already have now, getting money because we have kids, right? This the the child tax credit is in there, right? Now, but I, there I can't are, figure. I know, but, but I there, can't figure this out. You actually get money for having kids. I thought the whole idea is if you can't financially care for these kids, have less kids, right? That's well, the whole idea. Well, we, we well, we're going to give you money to have kids. We have a child poverty problem in this country, right? And we've had it for years. And the child tax credit, which which was part of the American Rescue Plan, passed back yes. in January. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, gives about $300 a month to the average family with kids. To have kids. No, who already have kids. Uh, you think they're spending that money? But eliminated. You think they're spending that money on their kids? I, I hope they're spending. This microphone <laughs> is like uh, like having an issue. Got here. Needs I, a little. I think. Needs a little Levitra uh, there. I think that woman that called that called me a disgrace got in here. No, I think it's when I called you a Maytag. <laughs> yeah, you called me a Maytag. Uh, five people who were listening to the show understood what you were saying when you called me a Maytag. Yeah, because they're in prison. You're saying I deliver. I'm reliable. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, so, in fact, by the way, Maytag, if you'd like to sponsor the Curtis and Chris show. So, uh, please call the station. one 800 848 Let me, let me yes. ask you these questions. Yes. I know this is like feel-good legislation. We're going to take care of everybody's problems for the rest of their life. But Red China is now the richest country in the world. They've surpassed us just this past week. The richest country in the world. And they own a lot of our treasury notes because they're smart enough to know that's the best investment. Buy into America's debt, as do Americans know. They buy American debt. Of course. We're already at $28 trillion in debt. It is skyrocketing. The deficit every few months. We got to raise the deficit ceiling, the debt ceiling. This is endless. This is going to end up, you know what this is going to end up like in the Squid Game, the Netflix uh, show that's the hottest in Netflix? Great show. But I know it's everybody in debt. I know you. And they are, end up shooting them in the head. I know you auditioned for contestant one, uh, in that red show. light, green light. You know Remember what I'm talking about? We contestant kids? one. I know that you red you light, that role. green light. You were just a little too old. And if you didn't stop uh, enough, but but fast it was, enough, you got shot. Uh, look, first of all, the Chinese own about ten to fifteen percent of our debt. Most of the debt, that. most of the debt that is owed is owed to other Americans. To ourselves, yeah, exactly. We buy savings bonds. We sell bonds uh, on the market. It's people's retirement. It is not a huge issue. China is never going to call in the bonds. On uh, one day, they're going to call up and say, "You know what? Let me get that uh, that that uh, fifteen trillion you owe me." It's not going to happen. I wish I could do that in my house with my household expenses. Yeah, well, Just keep it's not building up to debt. But the, the United States government is not a household. The United States government can print its own money. The United States government is the most consistent organization to ever survive on this planet, right? So we can just keep printing money. The only thing that will challenge our economic supremacy, you're saying China is the richest country in the world. They are not an economically superior country to the United States of America. The only thing that can challenge our economic superiority is for us to destroy ourselves from within, 
right, for the uh, for the gap between the haves and the have-nots to continue to spread the way it has been spreading over the last 30 years in this country. It is time for us to have an economic policy that doesn't just benefit the richest 1% of Americans, but benefits all Americans. And this plan does, and it does not add but significantly to that. In fact, you the deficit them? has actually come down. You under have Joe uh, how many daughters you described I in have the opening t- of the I show? I have two daughters. All right. Uh, how you took them uh, to play soccer at a tournament in South Jersey, somewhere down near Vineland in a place that nobody wants to uh, go. Uh, You're a good uh, father. A big turf field. Good father. Yeah. You and their mother. Good, good, good. All right. But their generation is going to have to pay for this. And their children's generation are going to have to be paying for this crazy spending. Reagan said that my generation would have to pay for this. I'm still waiting. I don't see it. All right. So you deficit's a myth. Okay. It's it's something that's been sold. It has been sold to us as Americans because when we want to spend money on a thing like a war, we just do it. Nobody asked how much the I you know the Iraq invasion was going to cost. Nobody asked us how much Afghanistan was. Going to. Now that Afghanistan is over and Iraq is over, I want a peace dividend. I want to see money be go- going into the pockets of people who need it in this country to programs that help benefit <laughs> other Americans. And frankly, it is a, it is significantly less money. Right, right, right. So you're in a business, right? Yeah. Uh, the United States is a business. It's not a business. Well, the it, United it's States got plus and minus. It is right? not. A business. So we, we took in $4 trillion in taxes and other fees in that. Right. We ended up spending more than $7 trillion. That means there's a $3 trillion deficit. And this just keeps growing all the time. Actually, How long can we keep doing this? So the deficit is cut by this bill. It has been cut since Joe Biden. You don't believe that stuff, right? No, I do. I do believe it's it. It's like when Trump said, oh, don't cut the taxes and Trump, we'll have Trump, so much money it'll offset the losses. Trump contributed more to the debt than any one-term president in Everyone this is. Everyone is. So, so what I'm saying is we now have an opportunity to really work on programs to bring people along in this country and not spend all this money on war. And this bill pays for itself mostly through stricter enforcement and a smaller tax on the rich. Now, when you say stricter enforcement, you mean the IRS, right? Correct. Okay, so they're going to go after who? Because the rich know how to protect their money. They're coming after the middle class. I, I don't believe that. You know I don't. the rich know how to protect their money. There is, there is stricter enforcement measures for itemized... Uh, Sorry, itemized itemized fire followers. I'm trying to like think of what's going on here. But there is stricter enforcement measures, and I think we need to. No, no, I don't mind forcing the rich to pay their fair share, but they they have all kinds of shields. They have all kinds of attorneys, and you know there are many in that field who shield their money. It's the middle class that doesn't have the ability to shield their money, and you can't go after the poor and the indigent. They don't have two nickels to rub together. Well, we'll see how this plays out, but I, I do believe that this is a good opportunity for Americans. Can I ask I, you by a the way, question? By the way, I'm not concerned about the $150 billion a year price tag of this bill. It's it's not $1.25 okay. trillion dollars in one year. Right. It's one hundred it's one point one hundred and twenty five billion per year. But to her credit. On a $2 trillion budget. To her credit, Nancy Pelosi, and I'm saying this from a tactical point of view, had to navigate through shark-infested waters. You had the DSA on one side saying, oh, no, you don't. If both bills aren't together, that's it, ixnay. Yep. And other insurrections. And she finally was able to guide it through. But then when she was explaining it, because let's face it, the Senate makes a determination. This is the language that Nancy Pelosi used. I'm going to need you, because you're a hardcore Democrat, (laughs) to translate what the hell this lady was talking about. 
messaging because that they have to take some of those things out regardless no matter what you send over you said you weren't going to send a, a messaging bill no no we're not sending a messaging bill but we um, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath or privilege scrub they're the two um Exercises we're engaged, bathing exercises we're engaged in, and um, uh, we're getting good response. There's no bad answer. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. There has to be cognitive tests. For this all is these the point people. in the press I'm conference. I'm sorry. When they reach 50, I want cognitive tests of all of our elected officials, appointed judges. She's what, 81? Biden just turned. President Biden, 79. Trump is how old? 73, 74. I want cognitive tests on all of them, including myself, since I'm 67. <laughs> What the hell did she just this, say to This is the point in the press conference where I would have held up my hand and said, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Birdbath, she said. I, I don't know. I think she was thinking about you and the pigeons no, in Central Park. No, I think Park. she was I, thinking about Manchin's mentor, Senator Bird of West Virginia. I think she really got confused there. She, she was really herself. talking about she's got to convince Manchin and the uh, female senator from Arizona. Cinema. Right. Yeah. She's got to convince them because then this is all for naught. I think they're already convinced, and I think this bill is going to pass very, very soon. I, I, I think there might be some tweaks to it. They might give them something to tweak. Now, is there a rebate on this? And what I mean by that is I'm one of the few people who actually got left back in kindergarten on Pitkin Avenue in Ozone Park. <laughs> there's a public school. I forget you the number You failed nap time. Uh, I did get left back in awake. kindergarten because I tried to bury this guy, Salvatore, <laughs> In the uh, the sandbox because he was taking one of the young girls' pigtails. That was very popular in the 60s. Girls would have pigtails, and they had the little inkwells. This is before right, you right, were right. even birthed. And he was pulling it through the inkwell, and I told him, hey, Sal, stop, stop, stop. He wouldn't stop. So I tried to bury him in the sandbox. So they said, they didn't use this term back then, anger management problems. They said to my mother, we're going to have to leave him back, and then you're going to have to transfer him to Catholic school. Because he seems to have some anger issues, which I've always had. I'm one of the few people ever in New York City that left get back uh, get left back in kindergarten. Now that they have this extra, did you, why didn't you do a campaign commercial about that? Because I think that might have resonated. Well, with the do I qualify here. for pre-K? Because everybody's getting pre-K now. I yeah, never well, had pre-K. Well, I, I think pre-K would be a good thing, right? I mean, why should only upper middle class kids and rich kids get? Because I only played with my Fort Apache set, although it was Fort Apache in the Bronx. I got it, but you're living in a 300-square-foot apartment with 18 cats. 17. Oh, one of them died? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. 17. One of them got out? <laughs> yes, one of them did. Drop one. <laughs> yeah. So he made it the great escape. <laughs> he got out. He's he like, said, too he's many like there's cats. too many cats and Curtis, and I just got to go. We're looking for Drop And all there is in the closet are sateen jackets. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> so let me go. Well, we got a lot of phone calls. We got a lot up. of phone calls coming up, but they don't seem to want to. They want to go back to the of other topic. Okay, so, uh, we had it. We had a deal with this. What, what do they call this new bill again? The, the Build Back Better Act. Why do the I feel like we're all going to get broken by this and be in the poor I, house? I, look, I think if you live in the suburbs around here and you've been struggling because of the salt 
deduction that was removed from your taxes over the year or by Trump just to punish New Yorkers, you're going to be happy with this because it's going to bring back most of it. Yeah, and will this good. pay for the kosher salt or the uh, red salt, uh, what do you call it, the uh, Red Cross salt that you use in your driveway when the ice comes? Uh, the the you ice know, the melts, black ice. super melt. That's right, the super melt. Yeah, I, don't, I, have rock, I have a rock driveway I can't use. Anyway, it. what's on numbers again? <laughs> 1-800-848-9222-1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris, we'll be right back. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris with you till 5. Then we got Curtis coming back at 9 o'clock, uh, so stick around. He'll be with you from 9 to 1, has all sorts of things to talk to you about. Doesn't want to go home to the apartment with the cats. He wants to <laughs> hang out here for a little while with us. And I'll be talking about pigeons, too. Pigeons. As you know, whenever I show up here, the studios at WABC, all the pigeons follow me. They're not out on the ledger. Well, right no, now. it's dark now. They're out. They're it's gone. Dark. They don't. They, they don't come out. At not night? at dark. Oh, no. they go. Where do they go? Yeah. Well, see, that's the question. That's why you want to listen that, tonight? I'll be tuning in tonight from nine to one to find out where the pigeons go when it gets dark. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Let me go to Mike in Yonkers. Mike. Hey, Chris. Hi. I want to just uh, bring up a point that you know you 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 were talking about uh, as a justification for the cost of this thing that we go to war. Well, you know, one thing has nothing to do with the other, and two rights don't make a wrong. And I do want to point one other thing out to you about this bill, this Build Back Better bill, is that the cost of this thing and, and, and the, the tax uh, break that people in blue states will be getting on their property tax, which I'll benefit from, are people that, are, that have a lot of money. So, you know, so if you're going to do this class warfare thing, I just want you to factor that into your equation. Look, I think in New York, you're not rich when you make $200,000. Sorry, I just don't I don't think that's the case. Most of the people who are going to benefit from this are joint earners who make $200,000 or less who have been killed by this salt tax, and they were killed on purpose by the former president of the United States who just wanted to punish New York, New Jersey, and California. You also punished Texas and a few other red states in the process, and I'm, I'm surprised that their senators have not stood up for. But thanks for your call, Mike. one 800 So you don't understand that this was done to stem the flow of the exodus from California, from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, to the states south of the Mason-Dixon line, where, yeah, they, look, where they fly the stars uh, and bars, the flag of treason. You know, too many people see it that way. But here's the thing. If you're very rich... You could just hop on a plane and get out of here. You could move. I'm out of here. I'm yeah, in well, New York. Did, but if you're a working middle class person in New York State, you're just going to leave? Where are you going to go? Well, you see, you said that before the lockdown and pandemic. But now that you can work virtually from Waterloo, Iowa, you could do your work from anywhere and you don't have to have a shingle in New York. That's why Midtown well, there, is empty. There is some of that. There That's is some why of that. Midtown is empty. People are not feeling that they have to come back to work because they, they can do the same work within the comfort of their You're own. not wrong. You're not wrong. And With a better I, quality of life, I might add. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Imagine and I, two hours each way, like sardines well, on nobody's, the nobody's doing it anymore. Nobody. Well, now that we've got the infrastructure, well, maybe we'll be able to get here in an hour. That's what I'm hoping. What yeah, you keep thinking that. Hey, look, i got to get here, okay? i got to get here past these bills. You Please. keep thinking you're going to get here in an hour. better. 
1-800-848-9222. Let me go to Ernest in Rockland County, Rockland County, New York. Ernest, how you doing? How you doing, fellas? Listen, real quick, uh, people have to learn how to defend themselves legally. And I just wanted to challenge you, sir, because you said something about Kyle Rittenhouse that people have to understand. You made an assumption, and that's a statement. And a statement is a claim. And you said he was reckless. So you need to have material, tangible evidence that he was reckless. If not, you made an assumption and you have to back it up. And if not, you cause damage. I, I did back it up. He went into a crowd with an AR-15 at 17 years old, never being trained on how to handle that gun in that situation. That, to me, is reckless. And then he discharged that weapon in a way that was not equivalent force to what was being put on him by the guy with the skateboard, frankly. And that, to me, is reckless, and he should have been found guilty of that. Well, he see, wasn't, but I'll, see, respect. If I'll I were, respect. If I were a juror and you were explaining that, I could actually put that on the scale, the balance scale, and say, okay, is he reckless because he didn't fire shots in the air? No. The might have, might have. Well, it looks uh, the first guy, Rosenbaum, nothing was going to stop no. him. That guy was just uh, uh, a head case. He was coming at him. Right. Uh, the second guy with the um, skateboard. Uh, you, you, you know, most times when people fire weapons, people run away from them or they just stand and they freeze. Why did these guys keep I, running? I, at him? I think they thought he was an active shooter. I think the guy with the skateboard looked at him and said, this is an active shooter. I understand. we got to take him out. He's just seen somebody go down from getting shot four times. He may not have known the I, number I have of always shots. Been say, I've always been taught, you cannot run from a gun. You're going to get shot in the back. Um, you could run from a knife. So you run at the gun? Well, if the gun is right next to you, you have no <laughs> chance to get away with it. You might have a chance if you fight for your life. You know something, Chris Hahn, I who have survived all kinds of gun situations, including being shot five times with a hollow point bullet, you, I don't think I'm going to take your advice you on this. You did not see the guns that were coming at you. They were just like, turn around, boom, boom, oh, boom, Oh, I did see. That's yeah. why the first well, shot I, missed you me. You saw it while it was coming at you. I don't know how you dodged it. Somebody's got to do some DNA work on you. one 800 848 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Hudson in the Bronx. Now we're getting all sorts of different calls here. Hudson. Hey, how's it going, guys? So every single word that spews out of your mouth, I'm not talking to Curtis, obviously. <laughs> every piece of garbage that spews out of your mouth, even while I'm on hold, doesn't make any sense. And there's an argument towards it. I was going to talk about the $200,000 and, you know, oh, they're not rich. They're not whatever, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about the taxes with them. Have you ever left Manhattan, like the 10% of Manhattan? You ever been to Queens, the Staten Island, or the Bronx, yes. the Yonkers? Or, okay, wait, and, and hold on. Before you go on, because I know you cut me off, besides that, you just said an active shooter. Run towards him. And you know what? You're probably like every other leftist, and you didn't take time to watch the videos or watch the trial. I watched the entire t- trial, and I watched a lot of the videos. And you're you're in a close range with a guy with an AR-15. You don't know what's going on there. You're trying. To, I felt like the guy with the skateboard was trying to get that gun knocked out of his hand, and he turned and shot him. Uh, he didn't punch him back. He shot him, and I think that's excessive force. And I think most juries, if they would have been presented it properly, would have found. Yeah, but I think that. the benefit here in this trial is that we took advantage of brand new technology. Uh, an amateur could be filming from their cell phone. 
uh, obviously the professionals, the FBI, were filming from above because they had a drone. Right. And then you matched all these various video, and you put together. So it didn't matter who's lying on the stand or whatever. The film told it all. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I have to, I have to believe that the jurors, although they listened uh, to uh, a pretty uh, uh, babyface uh, Rittenhouse, and although they listened, uh, especially to the guy who claimed to be the medic who was coming to the situation and pulled his revolver, I have a feeling it was all based on the video. To be honest with you, because the video, you got, you got to see it from all different yeah. angles. Well, I mean, that's probably what happened. The I mean, benefit of video. That's that, why and I thought, more video is better than less I, I video. I thought his testimony helped him a lot. It did. Frankly. But right. I think if it matched up to the video, it helps him. If it disagreed with the video, he's dead on arrival. Yep. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Jody in Brooklyn. Jody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm doing okay. Oh, good. Everything's great. I just want to remind Curtis, because I went to that same public school in Ozone Park on Pickett Avenue. That was PS214, where he got left back in kindergarten. PS214. See, I in Canarsie, I eventually ended up going to PS114 on Remsen. So thank you. I'm writing that down. PS214 on Ozone Park. It's right down the road from the uh, three Jewish cemeteries. One of them's Bayside. I forget the name of the other two. Well, there you go. That should be a memorial. It should be the Curtis Lewa. Uh, elementary school. Yeah, because I got, again, I got left back in kindergarten. One of the few. It set you on the course you're on today. Yeah, but I got kicked out of high school, too, and I never looked back. Hmm. Wow. What a what Not a even journey. a correspondent what course? A, you didn't nothing, go to Apex Tech or anything like nothing. that? Nothing. No. Just no. worked at McDonald's and then, you know, said, hey, I got an idea. No, first I started pumping gas and then packing <laughs> shelves at A&P. And then right. I was a key man overnight. That's why I know so much about the supermarket business. And then found my calling. Ray Kroc, Mickey D's in the heart of the Bronx when it was burning down in the 70s. Everyone was fleeing and I was the only one moving to the Bronx. Well, everybody was fleeing, but they still had to eat. So they come in. <laughs> my murder burgers? No. Yeah. You were better off eating air sandwiches yeah. Yeah, than murder, my murder burgers. Murder burger. Why? What was wrong with those burgers? Oh, God. Burgers? I threw them on the grill, man, and they, they they came out. They looked like half dollars, right? And they came out, and they looked like little pennies by the time they got off the grill. You know what my problem with fast food today is? It's not fast enough anymore. Used to be you pulled up, boom, you're done. It's like you're waiting now for no, fast food. The problem food. with fast food now, it costs too much money. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, fast food used to be cheap. Those days are gone. You search that dollar menu, right? Oh, my God, I got $2 left in my pocket. They don't even have anything left on the dollar menu. Down in Jackson, Mississippi, when I visited my guardian angels there, there's like three quarters of the menu was the dollar menu. I was able to feed the whole chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Everything great, was a buck. What a great perk of being in the Guardian exactly. Angels. Curtis comes down. Let's all go out to dinner. Mickey D. That's baby. where it all started. You're like Trump. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Let me go to Peter in Staten Island. Peter. Hi, Chris. Hi, Curtis. I got to tell you, you guys make a great show together. You have a lot of respect for each other, Chris. I, you know, I'm to the right, you know, definitely. You're to the left, but... Hey, I love you anyway, baby. I agree with you. A lot of stuff, you bring out a good point. You're very educated. And Curtis is the man, you know? And I just wanted to say that it reminds me back to the Curtis and Kuby days when I sat in Andrew's diner consuming as much food as a human being could possibly eat at 350 pounds. And now I am a happy 230 and healthy. 
I just want to say hello and welcome back. Oh, thanks for ha- thanks for calling. Three hundred and fifty pounds. We made you that hungry from what we were saying. You just kept schlepping the food down your throat. Commenting, how much food could this guy eat? And then I got your cab from Speedy Car Service to bring it to Forest Hills. You remember that? That's right. Oh, I do remember. And there was no gunman in the front seat. I want to thank you for that because back out there in Staten, Italy at the time, half my enemies lived in Eltingville, Annadale, and Bullshead. And I'd always have your back, Curtis. And if that fight ever comes up when your hand heals in your arm with uh, Frankie Russo, I will be the referee, and I will make sure that everything goes right. We'll have 16-ounce gloves. 16 rounds. No, 16, the gloves, baby. You know, the gloves. Oh, 16-ounce gloves. All right. Look, the only chance he's got is if my other arm is broken and he hits me with baseball bats because when I hit him, his mother will feel the vibrations. Either that or he gets a shot to the noggin, you know. The schnoz. Yeah. I'll knock his schnoz right down his throat, and he's got a big beak. I don't know Like most Italians, he's got a big beak. I don't know Frankie And then they bleed, and then they're like little mama Luke. I don't I don't know him. I don't think you want to fight anybody. That's how, look, that's how you stop an Italian supreme cuisine. Just hit him in the beak. You know, you should count your blessings. Okay, you got a you got a young wife who who puts up with you, right? You you got a radio show going again. You got your health. No more fighting. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Curtis and Chris with you until 5 o'clock. Then I think the Cats Roundtable, then some music, and then Curtis comes back at 9 to take you all, all the way home to 1 o'clock and Frankie Morano on the other side of midnight. one 800 Let me go to Gracie in Rockland County. Gracie. Hello. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to you, Chris, because I stopped listening to CNN and MSNBC so I could hear what the left is saying. Sometimes I, you, you sound very good because you are a lawyer, but uh, if, to, to dissect every sentence, you're saying a lot of baloney. <laughs> and I just hope uh, you, uh, you, you and your family are all right. And $200,000, maybe to people like you, is a <laughs> lot of money. But the Black Lives Matter people and the Antifa people are going to go after you pretty quickly. Don't even say $200,000 is nothing a year. People I, would die for that. I, I Look... If you would have asked me 30 years ago, you would have asked me 15 years ago, is that a lot of money? I would have said yes. But if you own a home on Long Island and you have a two-income family in Long Island or, or Rockland County or Westchester County or here in Manhattan, you know, and you've just bought it, you're basically getting by on that. But you see, that's you've just and I know given it's the, hard. It's hard the to, reason to why so many people are moving to North Carolina, South Carolina, oh, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown for that very reason. It, you know, so I say, and I said this to you last year when this was all when when Trump was getting rid of the salt tax. I say, okay, you you have a legitimate complaint that the size of government and the cost of government in some states is exorbitant. 
and maybe there's too many governments. I think on you know Long Island there's 900 separate taxing districts. Yeah, you, and maybe we should have a legitimate conversation of do we need that? Like centralizing, right? Shared. So you don't services. have a village, a township, a village, a town, an elevator district. Exactly. There's like an elevator district out in one of the towns on Long exactly. Island. They don't even have elevators. So it, it's what you know. Why do you need that? And let's have that conversation. But let's not just you know make the people who are paying those taxes who have not had the opportunity to try to redress that pay more. Now, you know who made that argument, and it didn't work in the Garden State, New Jersey. Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie, when uh, he was running for governor, he said, we need to centralize it. Is a, you got all these uh, folks, you know, all their separate districts, uh, school districts, uh, all this taxable revenue that comes in. Then you got the gold bricks, uh, you know, with the equivalent of the uh, county uh, legislators. I forget what they call them in New Jersey. Freeholders. Freeloaders. Freeholders in New Jersey, yeah. But he posed that, and then when it was no longer politically expedient to him, he dropped that like a hot rock. Yeah, yeah, it happens everywhere. You know why? Because the people don't know what you're talking about. Like, they, they think, oh, there's too much government, but they like their village. They like having a village that they could go to and say, oh, I have a problem with this development that's and coming And keep people here. out. Right. It, it, quite frankly, that's part of the problem, right? And. You know, nobody wants me to say that there's racism in that, but there is. And that's, you know, it's not race. It's not new racism. It's racism from 100 years ago that has continued to this. But now let me ask It may be classism more today than racism. Since I mentioned Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie, uh, he's on the presidential run now. He's tearing it up uh, against former President Donald Trump. Do you really trust this guy? This guy vacillates back and no, forth, back I, and forth. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And, you know, we've that, seen him and we've seen him. You'll get a triple hernia. <laughs> right, right. Triple hernia. I don't, I don't trust him as far as you could throw him with one arm right now. <laughs> so that's pretty bad, right? I No, I, if, I'm sorry. Time for some traffic in Fort Lee is all I have to say about this guy. Okay, I, you know, I'm a New Yorker. And we're all New Yorkers listening to the station or live in the region. We hate traffic. And somebody politically to intentionally inflict harm on commuters and people driving around his own state. That I'm sorry, you can't be president. Unforgivable. It is unforgivable. You don't think? You know, people have done a hell of a lot worse and have become president. I I got it. Like the former guy that just left (laughs) while he was president. No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about go back to the generations. Let's just call the Kennedys, huh? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Dave in Woodbridge. Dave. Hello. How you doing, man? Good. Hey, uh, Curtis, welcome back. And you too, Chris. Um, you know, uh, Chris, when you had your solo show, I wasn't a big fan, but, uh, I think you're a great guy and Curtis, um, we met in Penn station. Your son, Anthony took a picture. We were, I was just crossed a couple of winters ago. We were walking through and I said, Hey, Curtis, and you were there with your son, Anthony. And, uh, he took a beautiful picture of us together. I'm from, uh, Rio diner. Oh, yeah, Woodbridge, New Jersey, and when Bob Grant used to hold session there, the King of Talk Radio. By the way, my son Anthony is an intern here at WABC. He interned for me yesterday when I did two hours, did a great job, and then we patrolled for two hours. 
See, that was great. That was that's what you call multitasking. <laughs> he interned and then he had a patrol with his daddy. So he has an internship and then he's volunteering with the Angels or yeah, well, it, he's conscripted. He's conscripted. He's conscripted. <laughs> he's conscripted. Now, does he is he the heir to the Satine jacket? Well, he's claimed that when uh, he said, you know, Dad, if you become the mayor of the city of New York, I take over the Guardian Angels. And he said this in front of a whole posse of Ooh, Guardian Angels. I wouldn't do that. And they were all looking at him like, like, hey, uh, kid, you got you to gotta earn your bones. Yeah, you, you got to make your bones. You got to get out there and, uh, you know, get a, get a city oh, bike thrown at you. He is a tough kid. <laughs> we were on Third Avenue Festival in Bay Ridge, and some Gambino guys started up with me, guys that I recognized. And they were rough and tough. You know that he stood up to them, and he put, said, put your dukes up. At 17. Oh, boy. Put your duke. They looked at him, and they said, who's this guy? He said, that's my son, Anthony. Say, hey, like father, like son, huh? <laughs> 1-800-848-9222. Let me go to Raji in Manhattan. Raji, how you doing? Hello. Listen, you are advocating civil war in this country. No, I am you not. A tremendous contrarian and agitator. Welcome back, Mr. Curtis. And I want to make a very important point regarding this show. You know, this is the extreme radical on the left and the liberalized moderate on the right with sanity. I want to ask you a question, Mr. Hahn. Yes, Mr. Raji. A supposed agitator uh, and uh, a supposed uh, rather uh, attorney. Yes. Okay. If someone, let's say, if the late Jewish gentleman, Joseph, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Joseph uh, Rosenbaum came with a skateboard to attack your two children, right? And you shot them to death. Do you think that was excessive force? Yes. He had a skateboard. I would hit him with a skateboard. That is the equivalent. Now, because he was coming after my children, I probably would shoot him to death if I had a gun. <laughs> and that would be on me, and I'd get murder one for that. In Long Island, yeah, yes. Yeah, I'd get murder one for that, Island, Raji. Yes. Because I'm not going to let anybody come after my kids. But I am not the state either, right? I would not be acting rational if I had other means of restraining him besides killing him. Including running away. But you do realize, do you live in Nassau or Suffolk? I live in Suffolk. Uh, if you were living in Nassau and had the uh, uh, voters recently been in a drug-induced psychosis and elected Kaminsky, the, uh, the DA there, you would have at least had no bail there if you shot him there. <laughs> Maybe for a couple more weeks. <laughs> I have a feeling that that rule is not oh, going to be Oh, Nassau County. That rule is not going to be left for much longer. Sane and sober voters there. <laughs> Raji, thanks for your call. I hope we answered your question. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let me go to Dan in Albany. Dan? Yeah, hi, Curtis. How are you? I've had better days. Listen, Curtis, I tried to get a hold of you during your campaign because uh, I wanted to bring up an issue to you that I think uh, is important to uh, everybody in New York City. It had to do with with the uh, investigation that the uh, – Intelligencer did uh, from the New York Magazine regarding the Parks Department and the lifeguards. I don't know if you read that article. Yes, I did. Well, I'm the whistleblower in that article, the most recent one, and I worked as an assistant inspector general at the Department of Investigation. And the reason I brought that to the attention of uh, several council members who did nothing 
uh, to uh, well, well, I'll tell you what, Dan. Why don't you keep Dan on hold? Get his information. Yeah. It seems like he's having this, yeah, this private conversation seems like with a me. Conversation that he nobody doesn't wants. want to talk to you. Chris. I almost fell asleep, and it's almost like he doesn't want to talk to the rest of I, our. It almost like yeah, but I am fascinated. You know, this is an entertainment medium. I just want to say, really, I, I, that's what I'm told. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Let me go to Kathy in New Jersey. Kathy, wake us up, Kathy. How are you? There you go. Um, what I what I don't understand is why the emphasis is so much on this young kid. I think he's being made to be like a symbol for the conservative right movement. I think we should be focusing on what's going on in Alabama with that jogger that was shot by those three men. You mean so Georgia. Georgia? Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, why is the focus on this kid? It just seems like he's being targeted. And with that being said, you know, those three guys that everybody's so willing to call victims, they were scum of the earth. That one guy raped seven little boys, seven little boys that will never be the same because of what he did. I'm not saying he deserves to die. But the point of the matter is that was a good kid that shot those guys that night. Well, I mean, look. He didn't know what this kid did when he shot him, what those people did when he shot him. He wasn't out there trying to seek justice for the victims of that kid. And again, I just think it was reckless behavior, and I don't think it should be tolerated. Question on all that, because you brought up a number of excellent points. Rosenbaum, obviously, uh, um, what I call babyface Rittenhouse, had no idea who he was, his background, uh, the skateboarder, no idea, the medic, no idea. But in the case of Rosenbaum, as a juror, you're not supposed to be paying attention no, to No, you're media. not. Whether they're sequestered or not sequestered, they weren't sequestered in this case. You know damn well jurors pay attention to what goes on in the media. Yeah, they're probably Googling it all day. So the moment they find out that this first guy was shot and killed, shot four times by Rittenhouse, that he was a pedophile who had mul- multiply violated uh, young boys in Arizona, you know that's going to have an impact. On oh, it's got to. It's got to. So this whole notion that you must live in a box, and even though it wasn't a real long case, they kept referring to it as a long case, not compared to some of the cases right? Right. <laughs> we've dealt with. But for them, I guess it's a long, long case in How long did it take Kenosha. for the guys who shot you to go to trial? Have they oh, ever gone to trial? Man, four different trials. <laughs> right. Two years. Right. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's liberal activist Christopher Hahn. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. Curtis and Chris with you for a few more minutes. Then Curtis comes back at 9 o'clock. Curtis and I will be spending a little bit more time together next week. We've got uh, Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, we'll be back again next Sunday. Uh, we're going to be spending Thanksgiving morning together. We're going to be doing the morning show. Well, Thanksgiving morning, you're going to be the uh, ultimate Maytag <laughs> since your wife is making you cook the Thanksgiving no, 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 no. day she, turkey. She is not making me cook. I am making me cook, okay? I We host Thanksgiving every year for the last 20 years, okay? I'm not going to, like, turn it over to somebody else and then lose the holiday. Second, they asked me like three days ago if I could do this on. So I was like, hey, I could do it from home. So I'll, I'm going to be home on Thursday. Now, are you gonna and use, then I'll be uh, back on Friday with you live. Are you going to use stovetop stuffing in San Francisco? No, I, I, absolutely Rice not. No, absolutely not. It's all 
going to be good stuff. Scratch stuff. We're going to, you know. And, and the 25 people coming over, do they all have to not take a COVID test at the door, but a liberal litmus test? There is no liberal litmus test. There are very many, many people coming to my house that are related to me that are you, not You liberal. do realize that your <laughs> microphone during the two hours has yeah, become. What is going on with this? Limp. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. Levitra. Who, yeah. Maybe Mark Levin's been using this <laughs> microphone and it's still can't no, not figure it out. It's not been... at all. And then Friday. <laughs> so nice. They're going to well, have am I not steward. allowed to make fun of him? Is that part of my oh, deal? Oh, you can make fun of anybody. <laughs> but then that means Friday you return. I return. I got to get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning oh, to be here at 6, poor, right? Poor uh, yeah, it's going to be you rough. You going to take the Long Island Railroad, Chris? No. Why are you taking the railroad? <laughs> if I get if 3 o'clock, I got to just come in the night before if I'm going to take the railroad. Yeah, you know? just stay in Penn Station yeah, stay. with all the homeless and emotionally there. disturbed. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be That'll great. prepare Maybe you perfectly for me. Maybe I'll stay at the me. Curtis Slewa estate with the 30 cats and the, the <laughs> 1,800, the 300 square feet. Well, remember feet. my wife Nancy. Do you, got, do you got a Murphy bed in there? Like, how do you guys, like, what do you do? I, I was thinking about this last night because I was staying in a hotel room that I think was more than 300 square feet. It was me, my wife, and my daughter, and I, I felt cramped. Mm. You know, I can't imagine living in a space that small forever. Well, many people you, have said... Uh, that if Curtis Lee ever got locked up, and there are a lot of people who wanted to lock me up over the years, that in an 8 by 12 foot cell, I would function perfectly. Yeah, you would which have is true. more personal space than you probably have right now. Uh, almost. <laughs> I mean, it's like, the cats, remember, get the premier spaces. Right. Oh, my God. I can't even think about it. So we're going to have a lot of fun on Thanksgiving. Oh, let me ask you a question. Big story over the day. Mm. Uh, as I was talking to Councilman Robert Holden here on WABC yesterday, yep. because this group Black Bloc, the uh, anarchists, had gone rampaging through Middle Village. Why they picked Middle Village? Hey, they got a lot of American flags. So they wanted to desecrate flags, cars, uh, anything that said Blue Lives Matter. And uh, so he was joined yesterday by Mayor-elect uh, Eric Adams. Yep. And Tom Swazi, who does represent a small portion of Queens, although not Middle Village. And out of that, Eric Adams seemed to have offered Congressman Thomas Swazi uh, a role in his administration as a deputy mayor. Yeah. Now, what would your advice be to him since you originally worked for Tom Swazi? Well, I was Tom's chief deputy county executive when he was county executive oh my God. for a little while. So you're responsible for him having lost his seat. No, I left before. To what was I that, Montgomery? I, I left two years before that. I was I was running United Way of Long Island when he lost his <laughs> seat. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't think it has anything to do with him really wanting Tom Swazi to come work for him. Maybe it has something to do with some other race he wants Tom Swazi. Let to me for. tell you. <laughs> so there was a guy who did that. See, when they say Curtis Lee knows about New York City and the history of New York City, it's because it's instances like this. It never came up in any of the publications that talked about how Eric Adams publicly at that press conference in Middle Village said he'd like to have Congressman Tom Swasey. It, it was in Newsday today, though. Right, but yeah. it didn't put it in context. This was done by Ed Koch. When Ed Koch got elected, he turned to then Congressman Herman Badillo from the South Bronx, the only Puerto Rican congressman at that time. Right, right. And he said, I'd like you to be my deputy mayor. The idea being, if you are my deputy mayor and then I no longer a mayor, this will be your pathway to be mayor. Because he always wanted to be mayor. Right. But Herman Badillo would lose consistently in the right, Democratic right. primary. So Herman must have had just uh, a few too many that night. <laughs> said yes to Ed Koch. Became his deputy mayor. 
Within weeks, they're in the mayoral car. They're coming from some location. They got into an argument. Ed Koch kicked him out of the car and fired him on the spot. It's amazing. The guy gave up being congressman, the only Puerto Rican congressman, to be a deputy mayor in which you are a person of no consequence. You are an at-will political appointee, can be fired without any redress at Let all. me tell— You serve at the pleasure of the mayor. Let me tell your pal, Tom Swayze, no pal of mine. Why do you know pal of yours? That he would be absolutely crazy. Uh, Herman Badil was drinking Bacardi 151 at the time when he decided to become uh, the deputy mayor under Ed Koch. That was crazy. But come on. I, look, I, I, I could tell you I've known Tom Swazi for a very long time. He's nobody's deputy or anything. So... Oh, so he's I, full of himself. I, I don't expect Tom Swasey. You're really saying he's full of himself. Mayor or Pretty boy, anything. he's full of himself. No, he's right? not deputy. He's omnipotent. Not, he's nobody's deputy. Wants Let's to be governor, right? He's Tom, not interested look, in being a deputy. I told mayor. him to stay out of politics after he lost. He was having fun. He was making money. You know what are you doing? <laughs> he, he loves public service. He loves being involved, but he's not going to ever be. Now, uh, a lot of people like to know a few behind the scenes things about Chris Hahn because uh, they know you mostly from your appearances on. The Fox News channel. That's correct. How does that work out? Do you know in advance? Do they let you know uh, with moments to go? Because you seem to be, I'll call you for purposes of description, the House liberal, the House progressive, the aggressive progressive. I am when they need an aggressive progressive, the one they go to, yeah, which is less and less. And how much time (laughs) do you do you get at times? Sometimes I know a week in advance before. Mm. Like I I have a a hit next Sunday. I don't know exactly the topics yet, but we know Uh, sometimes the topics change. It's breaking news. It's live. Right. So sometimes uh, you go in there and you're going to talk about topic A and then something happens and you talk about topic B. Uh, You just got to be prepared. I think, you know, if you're going to be a pundit. And you want to be successful at it and you want to continue and you want longevity at it. You better be prepared to talk about anything at any given point of time. That's why you and I are going to have a great time on the radio because you kind of read a lot of papers. I, I've seen your office in the past. Exactly. Hard copy. <laughs> I, I read a lot of papers. I watch a lot of news. I digest a lot of news. I, I listen to people. I talk to people. You got to be prepared to talk about anything. And, I, and you know, I'll tell you, New York, everybody listen here, I'm an open book. Ask me anything. Well, They'll have a chance to ask him Thursday morning when we substitute for Bernard McGurk and Sid Rosenberg, since he will be the Maytag cooking the turkey. What ingredients are you using, Maytag, Chris Hahn? Like literally three people. You know, I know what you're cooking. I know what he's cooking in his house, a capon. It's a castrated rooster because (laughs) apparently in your house. Man, I got a 24-pound bird, free-range turkey from the butcher. It's going to be delicious, Curtis. I'll send you some. I'll oh, bring. Not, I'll bring a little in on Friday. Not a rice seroni. You. you want a, a wing, turkey? or you want a, or you want an arm? You're what not you a want? vegan. You're none of those things. Curtis and Chris will be back on Thursday. Curtis is going to be back at nine o'clock. He's going to be here all night. He does not want to go home. <laughs> Nancy, are you listening? Give him a call later on. Curtis, always fun. See you soon. Great show, Chris. Great show. Keep it up. <laughs>